Hello everybody and welcome to Who Are You and What Do You Do, episode number seven. I'm your host as always, Chris Golian, and today I'm joined by Jim Foster. He's in administrative services for us here at the City of Brunswick. Jim, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing fantastic and good afternoon, Chris. So administrative services, that could mean a whole lot of different things. So talk to us a little bit about you know the type of things that come across your desk on a, on a day-to-day basis. Well, administrative services is a mouthful, but basically it's uh, human resources on steroids. It's, uh, you know, we deal with the personnel with the city of Brunswick uh, from basically when they apply to them being hired and throughout their career here at the city of Brunswick. And then when they ultimately, uh, you know, leave us uh, for whatever reason, you know, retire and move on to something else. So um, that's what uh, administrative services does along with uh, some other attributes that the city needs to do, legal contracts and keeping track of all the legal paperwork. So a really important role because people coming in, people leaving, and then some of that paperwork, it's, that means a lot. That's interesting that you get to kind of have an introduction to everyone that comes into or out of the city. It, it, it is amazing. Uh, we do pretty much uh, anyone that's hired in the city does come uh, through our office to fill out all their paperwork and things. So we do get to meet everybody in the city. And, you know, at times, uh, you know, we have over 100 full-time employees. And at times, uh, peak summer season, due to the parks and recreation, uh, due to their demand, uh, they may have another 50 or 75, you know, part-time employees working. So do you have any, any way to remember names? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not always the best with names, so obviously you just described how many people coming through the office. Do you have any, any tricks of the trade? I wish I did. You know, like you said, that is uh, one of the weaknesses that I have that I think many people share. But, uh, you know, association is probably the best advice I could pass on to you. All right. Well, that's, that's noted. I'll put that in my notes right now. Uh, how long have you worked for the City of Brunswick, Jim? Uh, it's been uh, about two and a half years now. I, uh, at my prior, I was in the public service uh, with another local city for uh, over 35 years, and uh, this part-time position came up, and I thought it was a, a great match, and then I took advantage of it. So a similar timeline to myself, actually, here. So kind of came in right at the same time. Um, what did you do previous to this? I was in law enforcement. Uh, I, I my, it was a, always a childhood dream that I'd be a police officer. My father was a Cleveland police officer, so I just never uh, had any other thought than, than being a police officer. So I, I went to college, got a bachelor's degree in law enforcement administration, and um, then I pursued my career. Where did you go to college? Uh, Youngstown State University, the, the Fighting Penguin. We've had a few different Akron Zips, but I think you're... You might be the first Youngstown State Penguin, so you got that going for you. But that's interesting uh, transition uh, from law enforcement to this more human resources role. Is there any carryover? How did that, that job in law enforcement prepare you for what you're doing now? Well, uh, fortunately, I, I, in law enforcement, I did go up through the ranks. Um, I did retire as chief there, so I was... Uh, you know, administration-wise, you know, I did do a lot of the things that uh, administrative services do. You know, we have a number of contracts in the, with the police department. I had to keep track of those. We hired people. We let people go. We disciplined people. Unfortunately, that's always the difficult part. But, uh, we, you know, we did pretty much everything uh, administrative services did, but maybe on a smaller scale. So I had access to all of that. Um, as a uh, sergeant and a lieutenant, and then, uh, like I said, I ended up being chief there for about seven years. 
And so you said that that always was the goal, was law enforcement. You never thought about anything else? One time in my life, I gave it a second thought, and that was my senior year in college. You know, I just thought for a second. I go, boy, maybe I should have did something else with maybe a different college degree. Maybe I should have done something different. But uh, that was a split-second thing, and uh, I've never changed my mind. I've never looked back. And you spent your entire time as a law enforcement officer in Brook Park, you said? I, I did had prior I did two years, almost two years with the Cuyahoga County Sheriff's Department. Okay. What's your favorite part of your job right now? Well, there there's so much paperwork uh, that's done there and it's done on a computer and printing and, and going that way. Um that I, I do really look forward to the people, having them come in. Uh you know, we administrative services supports all the other uh, divisions and departments in the city. So in some departments, they do a very good job. The police department, they have a very good system of hiring people, and they do uh, their own interviews and things. So there's not a lot of support that I provide to them. Um, but some of the other departments, they'll ask me to participate in the interviews or uh, do different parts of the application processes, you know, maybe make amendments to it or read through them, uh, suggest interview questions. Uh, and so I get to participate in that. And that's always the fun part. I mean, I uh, kind of look at the, you know, the young people and of all ages, really, but I like seeing them come in, especially right out of college, because I picture myself being there and, uh, you know, anxiety of, you know, looking forward to their uh, career working and, and uh, trying to, you know, find out who they are, what they are, and what they want to do, and it would be a good fit for the city of Brunswick. So where do you, when you come up with, or when you're a part of those interviews, and you get asked to be a part of those, where do you sort of channel the questions from? Do you have like a set list, or is that something you go by case-by-case basis depending on what the position's for or what department it's for? Well, that's a good question because, uh, you know, each division and department, they're really responsible, uh, a great responsibility for hiring their people. So many times it's their first time, you know, as a supervisor or maybe a, a director of that department that they're actually participating in the hiring process. They may have went up the ranks and uh, again, at a smaller scale, they might be hiring one person uh, that year. And so they're involved with it. And, and they may come up with questions. Sometimes some departments have questions saved from the prior you know, administrator. Uh, some may come up with their own. And it is comical sometimes if you look at it. Um, some will be very, uh, very intense, very deep, very almost impossible questions to ask. So when I see a list like that, um, I say, well, you know, that those are those are solid questions, you know, and they're they're all on, uh, you know, uh, top scale questions. But maybe we need to have some, you know, intermediate questions or something. Maybe just what's their hobby? You know, what do they like? You know, just the icebreaker questions. You know, so then again, from my experience, I'll suggest some of those because they have some of the higher questions, you know, uh, uh, already covered, and vice versa. Some. You know, uh, they're afraid, maybe not afraid to, but they're just asking questions that are really icebreakers, but it really doesn't tell us much about the person. And then so I can suggest maybe some uh, heavier questions that would, you know, see if that person's going to be a good fit, their skill level, and what they want to do. And ultimately, you know, would it be a good hire for us? Okay. So do you believe in any of the, of using those deeper, deeper thinking questions? Like I remember getting interviewed for college when I was going to college and somebody asking me, how many parking spots do you think there are in the world? What are, you, what are your thoughts on questions like that? 
<laughs> to show the, uh, at least it, in my mind, just show critical thinking skills, uh, you know, on the spot. Uh, you know, do you like things like that or do you kind of shy away from those? Because, well, I mean, while they might be able to prove something, is it necessarily the most important thing? No, we, generally we probably shy away from those questions. You know, and, and, and mainly is, uh, you know, it just seems like today and day age, you know, there's less time. You know, we only have, you know, so much time to ask these questions and interview. We may have six applicants and we want to get them done in one day. So, you know, we may only have an hour with this person or, you know, 45 minutes with this person. So we do streamline it so we're not wasting their time. And, you know, we're not wasting, you know, we're making the most efficiency for our time. But it, it is uh, sometimes, though, you know, uh, before the interview or after the interview, we'll, uh, depending on the person, you know, again, we're trying to make them at ease. We, we want to find out about that person and, uh, you know, and that the best way is for them to, you know, share themselves with us. You know, uh, again, we're, we're looking for, you know, there's no perfect person in the world. You know, that's, you know, you're never going to find that perfect person. We know everyone has, you know, skill levels that vary, you know, from being very high skill levels and maybe some weak areas, you know, and that's fine. We want to develop that person into, uh, you know, somebody that, you know, can work well for us. So my follow-up question is, Jim, how many parking spots do you think there are in, <laughs> in the world? <laughs> Chris, I don't want to waste your time. You have a law enforcement background. you got to have a good guess. <laughs> I'll have to remember that one, though. It gives that some more thought in the yeah, future. Yeah, that's always – there was a few, and even in different interviews that I've been on, none, none here because, mm-hmm. like you said, streamlined process, very – you know, everything pertained to what I was interviewing for, so there wasn't any, any ones like that, but that's always the one that I remember, so that's the one that I'll use as an example here. That, would, that might be a good one for the city manager to ask. Yeah, that is. That's a good – I'm going to put I, – I, I'm going to make another note, yeah. Carl's been on before, but he's going to come back on, so I'll, I'll have to throw that one up to him. It's, like I said, you have the law enforcement background, and you have the interview, so here we go. What? How many parking spots are there? <laughs> That's that's interesting that, that that's your outlook on it and that's sort of the city's outlook is to try to, you know, not necessarily to have a, a fast process, but, you know, relatively streamlined because you want to fill these positions and you want to give each applicant, you know, the same shot and the same amount of time and attention to detail. Um, so that's interesting, your uh, perspective on that and, you know, the way you go about that. Well, I appreciate that, and I think it's just, you know, through the experience of being around people that uh, seemed like they were qualified and, and very intelligent and just learning from them, uh, you know, how they did it and, you know, and the focus. I think that, you know, it rubs off. You know, when you see a good example, it's, you know, uh, you don't necessarily copy it in the sense that you're, you know, stealing from them, but you can see the, you know, what their thought process is, and, and it's, it's, it's a winning strategy. You know, some organizations, you see a lot of good people that stay a long time. And again, that starts with hiring the right people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Jim, and I think that's that's where we'll we'll wrap things up here. I really appreciate you coming on. This is episode seven of Who Are You and What Do You Do for Bad Podcasts. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe. Check the, check out the rest of the shows on bat.vibit.com. And until next time, see you, everybody. Thanks, Chris.